Evening, Gary. How's your leg? Legs. Can I sign your cast? No. You've got the drinks in. No, that's your job. Oh. I can't even get to the bar with these two things in casts. Get him to come to you. Can you do that? Yeah, just... Waiter, waiter, like that. They love that, apparently. He's not looking at you like he's loving it. No, he's coming over, though. Yeah, but he's got a chin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quick order some beers before he beats me up. Right, what are you having? Um, I don't think you choose something. I'm having uh, I'll have a pint of dusk, please. Uh, I'll have a CB. He was grumpy, wasn't he? He was. I don't think you should snap your fingers again. No, maybe, maybe my information's wrong. I'm, I'm sure serving staff love it when you snap your fingers out to get their attention. Yeah, when you say they love it, I think you actually mean they hate it. But, oh. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <sighs> Let's only hope he doesn't spit in our beer. Mmm, well, we wouldn't be able to tell the beer in here is so terrible anyway. Yeah, that is true. Why do we keep coming here anyway? I don't know. Probably because it's the only pub that we've not been banned from. I'd like to point out that it was mostly banned because of you. Mmm, yes, it's true. Oh, well. I need to be the barman several times just so you can pour me a pint. They don't like that. They don't like that, no, they don't like that. And you charge me double. It's a tip. If you want a tip, I'll give you a tip. Mm, no, enough of that anyway. So, <laughs> while we're here, shall we have a quick chat about some Genesis? <sighs> On the grounds that I can't run away at the moment, and you've taken my canes away. Yes. Why don't we talk about Genesis? Lovely. Shall we talk about the Genesis Archive, 1967 to 1975? You mean a four-CD box set? Four CDs? Yeah. I had to listen to those, didn't I? You did, yeah. It was good, though, wasn't it? Yeah. What's not to love? Somehow it's lying there Brings a stillness to the air No man-made light At night is very bright The snow-white wash me dim As the neons dim To the coat of white Traces and traces 
first two CDs contain a live recording of The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway from the Lamb Dog Tour. That was recorded in Los Angeles at the Shrine Auditorium on the 24th of January 1975. And it was nice. It was a good live recording. Much better than their live album because this was, you know, almost continuous in some places. I've got a problem with this though and it extends to the live tracks on the third CD in that it's really, really good but there's a lot of overdubs. Right. Um, Peter Gabriel, as we've mentioned before, had a lot of costume changes so his voice often sounded muffled. So in 1997 he went back into the studio and overdubbed a lot of his vocals on this performance. Steve Hackett also overdubbed a lot of his guitar performance as well. Wow. So it's not a true representation of the live, of the live sound. I mean, to me, overdubs are part of live art. But usually the overdubs are done within a few months. Yeah, not 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Well, 30 years. This was released for the 30th anniversary. Wow. So, yeah, it's a bit excessive for me. And sometimes you can really, really tell Peter Gabriel's overdub vocals because the, he, obviously, as he's matured, he's got a deeper vocal range. Yeah, it can't so reach you, the notes he used yeah. to back then. I mean, it's not so bad on the lamp, but on Supper's Ready, for example, on the mm. third CD, and it's really obvious in places when he's overdubbed. I mean, he's, he's got one of the voices where you can hear it ageing as he goes along. Yeah. When you listen to Peter Gabriel on the first few Genesis albums, mm -hmm. it's almost unidentifiable as Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Because we're used to his, you know, later voice. Mm. Specifically, you know, more people I assume are more uh, familiar with his So album. When he's already got this kind of deep, gravelly mm -hmm. voice much deeper than, than we get on these earlier albums. Yeah. So when you come to listen to him dubbing in these, as you say, it stands out yeah, a mile. It does. But that said, I mean, I think this version of The Lamb, it shows how talented the band were musically to reproduce such a complex piece of work live over a hundred dates. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't I imagine mean, what that would be like. I mean, A, you know, it would have been a very long concert for a start. Over but, two hours. Yeah, which, would, you know, it's not bad, but without a break, yeah. so to speak. But um, considering all the uh, costume changes, whatever, it must have been very tiring. Mm. But also, as you listen to this as a live album, they do go off-piste a bit, yeah. uh, especially in some of the solos, which you would expect as a live yeah, album. Yeah, definitely. But then again, as a live version of Lamb, you'd expect them to keep as close as possible. Well, exactly, yeah. And sometimes when it does go off, it, it throws you a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, it was all right as a live album. Yeah. But I'm not entirely convinced that I enjoyed it as much as listening to the lamb itself. You can see why they didn't bother releasing it as an album on its own. And you have to ask now, if they had to overdub so much, mm. it probably would have sounded awful. Well, yeah, exactly. But it makes sense as part of this box set because they've never released a live version of the lamb. If they'd released two CD, the lamb live, would you bother buying it if it sounds so much the same as the album version? Probably not. not. Much point. Probably not. They'd have been better off releasing a longer live album. Yeah, exactly. A two CD or two or double album live album. Yeah. But no, I would I would not have bought this. In fact, if this hadn't been part of this box set, I probably wouldn't even listen to it. Because mm. as we've said yeah. when we were doing The Lamb, it's not something you can just drop in and out of. You've got to listen to the whole thing. Exactly, yeah. And when you're done, then doing that with this live album, mm -hmm. it's a lot of time to put aside. So yeah. I mean, most of this was, was never released. You had The Waiting Room, which is the instrumental that you and I both don't particularly enjoy. <laughs> That was released uh, under the title of Evil Jam um, as the B-side to Carpet Crawlers. So that's the only track on this first two CDs that had ever been released before. So they'd obviously recorded it back in 1975 and just not had anything to do with it up to that point.
Now, the version of it, which is on here, is a completely re-recorded version. Um, when they re recorded this concert, the tape ran out before it finished because the tape op had forgotten to start the second tape recording to right. cover the second half of the concert. So it ran out and they didn't have the final track, so they re-recorded it in 1997 with the whole band. So it was the first time that Peter, Steve, Phil, Tony and Mike got together in the studio and recorded track. Wow. So 1997. So that's really good. But yeah, like I say, it's an interesting um, piece of history and it's really, really well done. But but not something you go out and buy yourself. But not a live album on its own. No. Works as part of the archive. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me where my country lies? Cried the uniform to his true love's eyes. It lies with me, cried the queen of maybe. For her merchandise, he traded in his prize. Paper late, cried a voice in the crowd. Old man dies, the note he left was signed Old Father Thames. It seems he drowned. Selling England by the pound Citizens of hope and glory Time goes by, it's the time of your life Easy now, sit you down Chewing through their wimpy dreams They eat without a sound Digesting England by the pound notice about this uh, archive actually is that it goes in reverse order mm -hmm. so you've got the latest stuff on the first two CDs 1975 then you've got 1973 going back to 1972 on the third CD and then the final CD goes in reverse order of release so it goes right back to 1969 as the last track it's a rather confusing way of doing it isn't it yeah yeah. <laughs> so, is there a particular reason why they've done it that way I think it makes sense in that they wanted the latest stuff first right um, because it's obviously the, the bigger draw 
if you think you're going to start off with uh, what, what they end with is a demo. So if you start off with that 1969 demo, it probably doesn't flow quite as well. Whereas this is a nice little journey back in time. So the 1973 live tracks were recorded at the Rainbow. And this was released as a concert film and is actually on YouTube. I recommend you watch it because it's really, really good. How long is it? Uh, it's about... I'm trying to think. It's about an hour and a half, I think. Wow. Um, it's it's really good. So it's got all the different tracks, introductions, um, and it shows you what their live set looked like at the time. It'll be interesting to check out. Yeah, it's really good. I recommend it. Um, you say that's on YouTube. That's on YouTube. Yeah, easy to find, and it's the official version as well. So it's not been taken down from YouTube. I don't think. Oh, wow. Again, these tracks are spoiled for me a bit by the overdubs. Yeah. There's a lot of obvious, like I said before, in Supper's Ready particularly jars with Peter Gabriel's voice suddenly going a lot deeper and then coming back to his younger self and then going a bit deeper again. Right, right. But musically, I think they're really good. Um, I really love the interaction between the band at the start of Supper's Ready. There's the bit where um, Peter's doing his introduction and Phil misses his cue. Yes. I really think that's great. Yeah, because he wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That makes me laugh every time. That that does make me laugh. And Peter goes, Phil, there's people out there. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. Um, it just shows what fun they were having as a band. Yeah, you know, they, were, they were gelling at this point. Yeah. They've, they've gone from this band that didn't want to play live to having a great time performing. So I think I really like that and really good playing. I think on those tracks. I'm not going to say anything else about those tracks because the songs are the songs. Yeah, yeah. Wash away the past My long lost friend Is smiling from above Smiling at my tears Come, we'll walk the path To take us to my home Keep outside the night Ice-cold knife has come to decorate the dead somehow. And each will find a home. Then we get into Stagnation, which was taken from um, a BBC Sounds of the 70s in 1971. And I, I know we didn't like the album version of this from Trespass. No, we didn't. But I actually quite like this version. Why? Why is this different from the album version that you particularly like? I think it's the production. Yeah. I think the production on the album version has, has flattened it out, lost a little bit of the emotion in the playing, okay. maybe something like that. This just seems a bit more warm. Yeah, it seems a bit clinical on the album. Yeah, because we, we didn't like the album version. No, I mean, I'm still not a fan of the track. No, to be no. Still, it still wouldn't get into my top 50 Genesis tracks, but I like this better than the album version. Right. It just played better, it sounds better. Enough to make it go into your top 50? Yeah. Okay. Still not great, still but Still not better. great, but better. And yeah. I prefer this version to okay. the album version. All those live tracks are a really good complement to the Genesis live album that we talked about before. Yeah. Um, and I think if they'd assemb- had assembled a Genesis live double CD, from these tracks and Genesis Live, I think that would have made a really corky live album. Yeah, yeah. but they, they obviously did for some reason because they didn't release a proper live album till Seconds, seconds out. out, yeah. 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 So that's the track, those live tracks. Yep. So we'll talk about some of the unreleased tracks next, shall we? Ooh. Mm. Okay, so this is on the fourth CD? No, still the end of the third CD. So the last three tracks on the third CD are not live tracks. Just a drink, a 
Twilight Ale House. Very appropriate for where we are. It is indeed, it is indeed. That was the B-side to I Know What I Like. Very, very different to the A-side. Yeah, very different. <laughs> I mean, when this track starts, it doesn't even sound like Genesis. Well, that's because they wrote it before Phil and Steve joined the band. Um, they wrote it when with Ant Phillips. All right. Yet another song from that period about drinking. Can't fault with their theme. Well, you do love a drink. I do love a drink. Quite enjoy that track. It's Once it the, kicks in, hmm. it, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Again, though, I think the use of music, or the use of the instruments that they use, is very un-Genesis-y mm. again. You know, lots of, like, a kick drum. Yeah. Oh, is that the right phrase? I Probably, know. I don't know. But it's, it's not as, shall we just say, the music doesn't sound as classical as we've come to expect from Genesis. Yeah. This is more of a raw sound. Yeah. There's a weird video they made to this track as well. Oh, have they got a video? Yes, on YouTube. Um, but we don't know what it's for. I think it was for Belgian TV. It kind of cuts between static shots of the band moving around the screen. It's very weird. Um, maybe I'll put a link to that on the website. I think you uh, probably should. So just people so can see it. An idea. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure that it would fit it on an album. No, I, when I was listening to it, I was thinking, from the sound of it, you couldn't pin this down mm. to a time frame, album-wise. No. So you think, where would you have put this on an album? Mm. I mean, thematically, it might have gone off after stagnation quite well, because it's talking about drinking. But the music would, the music would, have, it would have looked well out of place. It would have been, it would have been. Uh, I think it goes on a little bit too long as well. A bit like us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We do go on too long. Much, much. <laughs> and it's got, you know, it's got that weird, creepy laughing in it as well. Yeah, that's stopping with me for a while. Yeah, but a good B-side, a good track generally speaking, I think, but nothing... Nothing amazing. to write home about. Yeah. We're going to Happy the Man? Happy the Man, yeah. side of its own single that was released in 1972 and it was not included on Foxtrot. Not at all surprised. I'm um, not a big fan of this track. No? No, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure why they would release it as a single. It's not representative of the stuff they were doing. It kind of is representative, and I, mean, I know I'm going back on myself here, mm-hmm. of their earlier uh, ideas for the band, where mm-hmm. they were looking to be more folky, because yep. um, this is definitely that kind of music. Well, I mean, the B-side to this single was Seven Stones, which is from Nursery Crime, um, and this track is much more in keeping with the Nursery Crime yep. sound than yep. the Foxtrot sound. I think it probably would fit quite well on Nursery Crime. I can't see where it would go on Foxtrot, though. No, definitely not. Nowhere, nowhere for it. But then, as I say, it's, it's going back to the, the roots that they are slowly moving away from. Mm. For the first couple of albums, yeah. and then they, you know, really leap off and decide yeah. they're not going down that road. Whereas this is this is harkening back to those days of beards but and, and the strumming pipes. acoustic guitars and yeah. acoustic instruments, generally speaking. Uh, I, I like some of the lyrics on this. It's got some amusing rhyming couplets, like a nun with a gun. I'm wonderful fun. Fool in the pool. I'm incredibly cool. That's like me, really. Yeah, I'm a fool in the pool. Fool <laughs> in the pool. It's not. Hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, this is alright, this song. It's, it's okay, it's not great. I, I, like you've said, I can't see why they'd release it as a single. It doesn't have anything. B-side, yes. I yeah. can see oh, it's yeah. a B, a, it'd be a very good B-side. But yeah, as an A-side, it's a B-side. Mm. But as an A-side, yeah. but then where were we with the band at this point? Well, it was 1972. It was why they were recording Foxtrot. Yeah, this does. This is not at this point a representation of what they're doing. So you, I can't understand why they would release this as a single. But there you go. That was the times, I suppose. Those were the times. Those the times. So then, the last track on this CD three is the single mix of Watch Through the Skies. Your fate alone, this thing 
Through the Skies, a completely different version from the one we get on the album. Yep, completely re-recorded. That's not just a remix or an edit, that's a complete re-recording of that song. You can tell when you listen to it, because it does sound different. It does, it does. I mean, they never actually released that as a single. Um, they may have released it in Italy, but apart from that, it was never released as a single anywhere else. It loses that epic keyboard intro, but I think it works really well. I, I, I really like that version. I'm not entirely sure about the bongo outro. <laughs> um, I think some of the cushion choices on the outro seem a bit weird, but that's probably purely because I'm used to Watcher of the Skies, the album version. Probably, yeah. It's, it's a, bit, um, a bit funky. Mm. I mean, it's a nice energetic version of that track. And you're right, the bass is much funkier than that. Um, yeah. I think Watcher of the Skies has quite a funky bass and drum anyway. Yeah, and um, it's one of my favourite tracks. Yeah, and then this version's even more so. It does seem like it's in a slightly different key, but maybe that's just because they've re-recorded it. Mm. But yeah, it's a great track. It's a great version of that track, I think. I don't think it's particularly well produced. You know, the, the individual sounds aren't as clear yeah. as the album track, for example. Yeah, I see what you mean. It, yeah, it, yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> it has that feel of a demo mm. to it. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like that version. I think it's good. I think it's a shame it wasn't released, and I think it works really well without the intro. You can't really go wrong with Watch of the Skies, can you? Not really. Just ask the band Fish. CD starts off with a version of In the Wilderness it's got no strings no strings attached yeah. um, it's alright it works just as well as the original album, album version it's still a good track so, but nothing else to say about that we then go on to Shepherd, which is the first of three session tracks that they recorded for the BBC Night Ride in 1970 what's the Night Ride? it was a radio show okay um, similar to, no I haven't apart from in context of these being recorded for that. I don't know if it was John Peel or Alan Freeman or somebody presented it, but they had sessions from popular bands, and Genesis did one. Not that they were a popular band at the time. <laughs> An upcoming band. Yes, yeah, up and coming. So this first track is called Shepherd. So Tony Banks sings some of the lead vocals on this track, or do you think he should have done that? He sounds like a choir boy. 
He does. Yeah. To be honest, he doesn't sound too bad. No, no, he's not. His singing isn't bad. It's just great for a 12 year old. Mm. You know? Um, uh, it kind of fits in with what they're trying to do, mm. but it's just showing his choir boy yeah. heritage there. I suppose so. I think this track would have fitted quite well on Trespass. I would rather have this track on Trespass than Dusk or Stagnation, to be honest. And it makes me think, all three of these tracks actually make me think how the band would have sounded if they'd have done another album with Anthony Phillips. Yeah. With this, you know, Trespass 2 with Anthony Phillips. This time it's personal. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it goes on to Passity. Um, which is another non-album track. Um, sounds a bit like White Mountain to me. Um, it does, it does. It's that kind of uh, time, isn't mm. it? You can see they're still wibbling on in their um, mm. sort of uh, folk hero sort of yeah. roots coming through mm. there. I just point out that we argued about this a while ago, mm. um, that I thought the keyboard introduction sounded a little bit like Heat Haze off Duke, but just the way it was... The keyboard mm. was changing. It's like a slightly slower version of the introduction to Heat Haze. Again, I would have preferred this to be on Trespass than Dusk or Stagnation, um, but then it's not that great a track either, really. It isn't a great track, um, no. And again, lots of uh, harmony singing again, hmm. which fortunately the band kind of grew out of. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, I think this track especially shows it very clear the influence that Anton Phillips has on their sound. Yeah. You know, when he leaves, they won't sound quite this restrained or subdued again. They'll kind of come into their own after this. Yeah, they get a bit more power. Mm. I mean, this is this is definitely it's somewhere between um, folk music and choral music. Mm. Yeah, and they Seems won't sound be, like this again. No, which is which is good. But maybe they wouldn't have sounded like this if Anthony Phillips had stayed in the band as they built up their confidence. This is true. At, you, at there's the, no way to say. At the time, they were very young. Yeah. You know, and uh, to be fair, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. For the for, for their age. Well, exactly. They got a record deal. They did. I got a BBC session. They did. Working with Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, again, another track that's a bit wishy washy. Wishy washy. Yeah. Maybe good. Trespass Two. Maybe it would have been more of the same, and perhaps they wouldn't have gone anywhere after that. Maybe. So the last of these three tracks is called "Let Us Now Make Love." originally held back to record as a single after Trespass. They should have held it back longer. They should have done that. It's one of Anthony Phillips's tracks, so when he left they never got around to re-recording it. Mm, it's horribly choral. It is. It's very naive. It's that youthful kind of rich posh boy singing. 
Yeah. Don't no, like it. No, no, no. Me neither. I mean, if you had sung this to your girlfriend, you would not now be making love. No, now and forever. Now and forever. <laughs> no, um, um, when, it, when it gets going, the music's quite good. Really? For the majority of it. The singing's... Uh, the lyrics are just I terrible. I don't even think the, the music gets going, really. I mean, you, the whole sound of it puts you off. Mm. To be fair, I mean, yeah. you're, at this point, we're listening to a band that we've grown up with. Mm. We have to remember this is an archive set that's been released. This is history. Yeah. And it's fine thinking at the time we were singing this. Mm. And, you know, the whole point of this archive is to bring the stuff we haven't heard before. But it's quite a shock when you realise what they were getting up to. When you start hearing this and you go, what on earth? Um, It's just just not a great track. And it's It's not not worthy of, of the band that we come to love. No. And like I said, a good discussion point. The band wouldn't have progressed any further if Anthony Phillips had stayed with the band. Don't think so, no. I think they would have sounded like this. I think they'd have probably done one more album that sounded very much like Trespass. They would have been a 60s oddity. Yeah, and that, that, they would have broken up. Yeah. Um, I think you could probably assemble what the album sound would have sounded like from some of the tracks from this archive. And it wouldn't have sounded. And it wouldn't have been great. No. It would have been more of Trespass and nobody would have been interested. Yeah. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. But would have been a shame. Would have been a shame, but this is just, just not yeah. a track to remember, is it? No, definitely I mean, not. it just sounds odd. Mm. Yeah, it's really twee. Uh, this track in particular Very is twee. really twee. Considering, as, as, there's a good point that you said earlier that you said that they were naive. Mm. They weren't at this time. They'd done some very good stuff at this mm. point. But this track is naive. Yeah. It's like like a schoolboy crush. Yeah. But by the time we're talking about they could have used this, they'd already progressed long past that point. Yeah, they'd already written The Knife. Whether they'd recorded Trespass when they'd, by the time they'd recorded this session or not, they'd already written The Knife. So they're already capable of producing something with that amount of power. Hmm. And then to go back to this... It's a complete backstep. Yeah, it I mean, it's a long backstep. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, they might have ended up with a version of the musical box because they'd already started writing that. If, you'd been, Phillips, but if you'd been told this was a demo for the first album, mm. you'd have bought that. Yeah. You'd have thought, that sounds about right. Yeah. But not at the point where they are now. No, definitely not. But that's that sound. So. so the next one is Going Out to Get You. It is. Sounds like a threat. great vocal from Peter there. Uh, that's an understatement. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming he was trying to sound like that. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to re-record the vocals later and he just did what he could at the time, but yeah, I don't... Nah. No, it, it, it sounds wrong. Let's say maybe they were trying for that sound, but mm. it sounds wrong. Yeah, definitely. Also, the, the music and style of this, it does sound like they're trying to channel the stones. Mm. I mean, I mean it, it's part of that period where they were trying to be songwriters rather than performers, so maybe that's the reason why it sounds so different. Who the hell's going to buy this? Well, yeah, but I mean, it would have gone quite well on Revelation. Really? Do you yeah. think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, uh, not with those lyrics, but that music style. It needed work, though, didn't it? It needed work, yeah. I mean, mm. really good piano playing on that track. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But, but the sound, it was, it was very raw. Mm. This is a demo. Yeah. So they probably never really worked on this to any great length. No. But it stayed a demo for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And talking of demos, the next track on the CD is the Dusk demo. Does the tree lie broken? If we draw some water, does the well run dry? Briefly, talk about that. It's not really any different to the version they recorded. The, the backing vocals aren't quite as awful, but apart from that, it's still a dub track. We're going to the next 
track that was unreleased, which could build me a mountain. Where do you dine with kings and queens? The chauffeur dresses you in lace. So that first track there is called Build Me a Mountain. Yeah. What do you think of that? No, not not keen. It's a good little um, yard birdsy Rolling Stones sounding track. Yeah, as you say, this probably harkens back to the time when they were just hoping to sell stuff to mm. other people. So it's not something a Genesis you would expect Genesis to no, do. Definitely not Genesis. Um, I really like that track there. I think it's got a great performance, great guitar, um, and I think... If they'd done another album in the style of From Genesis to Revelation and used tracks like this without the religious themes, I think it would have been quite a good album. Really? Yeah, I mean, you enjoyed From Genesis to Revelation. I enjoyed I it. I did, a lot more than I was expecting yeah, to. Yeah, and I think if they'd taken some tracks like that, I think this is a good track. I enjoyed this track. I would have liked to have seen another album in this style. I'm glad we didn't get another album because it might not have gone anywhere again. But if they had done another album, I think it would have been quite good with tracks like this one. So I enjoyed that. Monkeys. There's something wrong with this track. It sounds like it could be a theme tune to a 60s sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a bit of a weird track. Uh, I, I can't even describe it. It is an oddity. Yeah. I mean, I think it's quite a nice little pop song. Um, I think the lyrics are really odd. Yeah. And I think if they'd written some better lyrics, it could have been quite a big hit for somebody if they'd sold it as a pop song. But like you say, it's very much like a 60s sitcom theme tune. Yeah, I can't think who would have sung it. No, it, but it, Tommy yeah. Steele. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but but not Genesis. No, no. but again, none of these tracks are really Genesis. For Genesis. Genesis. Because they weren't writing for themselves. But then you have to ask, why are they on a Genesis album? It's an archive, isn't it? It's a piece of history. Ah, oh, there's only so much history you can take. Yeah, I mean, talking of history, a few tracks after this are demos. So we've got One Day. Open your eyes, although I cannot show my heart. I'll watch and hold while you are near to me. One day I'll capture you and call you to my side. Fairly pleasant. Where the sweet turns sour. The other way round. Where the sour turns sweet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're waiting for you. Come and join us now. We need you with us. Come and join us now. We want you with us. Come and join us now. I prefer the album version of that. The version on this archive has taken the strings right away, and I think it worked better with strings. Okay. Then in the beginning. Missing the really good guitar introduction yeah. that they had on the um, the album version. Yeah, that was quite a strong introduction, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, still got the great funky bass. Yeah, but yeah, that they're, they're just demos, so nothing really extra to say about them. If you want to know our opinions on those tracks, go and listen to the podcast about those albums because we talk about them mm. fairly intensively on that. We do, we do. So we move on to the next original track or next unreleased track, which is called "The Magic of Time." Mm. 
magic of time had surrounded the world In the mist and the cloud of new life The seas had been filled and the air made clean Awaiting a change on the ground Sunlight in the daytime and the dew came at night And the rain fell to damp in the earth And the rain filled the rivers and the rivers the lakes And the life of the ground in the making me listen to these they're awful <laughs> that puts me in mind of a 1960s BBC current affairs program the the title music with the you know the graphics of the time coming yeah, in yeah yeah um, but it's not a great song I actually really like this track really yeah I, I think it's jaunty and jazzy and upbeat and really weak vocals again yeah but um, the music I like I, again we're back we're back to the choral harmonies mm, yeah they can't get the schoolboy choir out of them at no, this point they can't at all um, piano's really good on this and like I say I, I like the the, the fact that it's upbeat. I think if they'd actually recorded it, they probably would have produced it better, because this is only demo. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember that, you know, the production on this yeah. is raw. Yeah, it's demo yeah. quality, which probably explains why the drummer sounds like he's playing a biscuit tin. He did, didn't drum. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quite a, it's in there. Yeah. It shows they were trying to do all these different styles of songwriting. Styles of songwriting, but not singing, because they're still, they still can get this, this choir yeah. thing going on. I don't know much about the music at the time, but I'm guessing there wasn't a lot of choral stuff in the charts. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I wasn't mm. even alive at the time, so. Um, it, well, it goes on to the next track after that, it's called Hey. Tell you the story of how my life ran. Well, at first it was easy, but it finished so hard. You started me going Hey! I was so happy Hey! You started it going and Indeed, I'm uh, not, a big one, not a big fan of this one. No, it sounds like it's another one from that crazy 60s musical they were writing. And yeah. It doesn't really... It, it tends to be this track is a little bit repetitive and then it ends. Tell you something else. Yeah. So it's a little bit repetitive. And then it ends. Yeah. You know what else? Yeah. It's a little bit repetitive. And then it ends. And then it ends. So, yeah. Nah. Don't, yeah. I don't like that particularly. Wake up, your conscience is calling reality begins at night. Wake up, think what you're missing in the world of dawn. And then we've got Hidden in the World of Dawn, which just... We, I mean, we re-listened to it a few minutes ago, and I can't even remember what it was about or how I it sounded. I remember liking the music a little bit. Yeah? I mean, um, it was more genesis music, as in mm. uh, better use of the instruments, yeah. rather than trying to be poppy. Yeah, nice piano mm. playing. But that's, that's it. The, the lyrics are... Honestly, can't really remember how it goes already. You know, literally, literally just yeah, listen literally to it. just listened to it, and I can't really remember how it goes. very forgettable. So, yeah, yeah another one of those tracks. Um... So the track after that is called CB. Disappearing from my sight. Hey CB. Once in a while, will you think of a friend that you left behind? Hey CB. I can't forget you. A CB? Uh, no idea, no idea. I always thought it was something to do with the US Navy. I don't know, maybe it's a bee that only lives at sea. Certainly can't tell what it is from these lyrics. No, it's a bit weird. He's talking about it freezing, so. Yeah. I don't know. But again, I'm oh, sorry, I'm not getting these demo tracks. When, you, If you were a fan and you bought this four, five CD, mm. whatever it is, compilation, you'd mm -hmm. expect something decent. Mm -hmm. And most of this, this 
particular CD, the 4CD, has just been dire stuff. You would be lucky if you listened to it once. To be honest, I'm a fan. I bought this. I don't listen to the 4CD very often. Just I've listened nothing. to it more because we're going to be reviewing it than I have in the last ten years, probably. There's nothing here you would put on a compilation CD or whatever. No, no. As you say, from an archaeological point of view, mm-hmm. it may be interesting. Yeah. I can't imagine who else would be interested in this. I mean, that track in particular has some good cakey changes, but there's not really anything else... That isn't going away fast. It's not going away ever. No. Um, there isn't really anything else in it that makes you want to listen to it again. No. This whole CD, in fact, mm. so far. The island's rocks have many caves that smell of dying flesh. They lure the strangers to their maze of never-ending way. Oh, oh, the empty cave is filled with sound. Oh, oh, a madman lying in the ground below. Each month the boat is sucked to perish by the rocky isle. Mystery of the Flannan Island. Mystery of the Flannan Island. Now that's a real mystery. Um, that's a real lighthouse where the crew all disappeared in, in mysterious circumstances. Would be Well, actually, really disappeared in mysterious circumstances. There was a storm. They radioed that they were they needed some assistance. By the time the assistance got to them, they were nowhere to be found. So this is Doctor Who's <laughs> horror of Fang Rock. Pretty much, yeah. They actually disappeared. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I recommend you look it up and read about it because it's quite I shall, because it sounds more interesting than this track was. Yeah, really good intro to this track, I think. Yeah. Great Tony, and um, Peter doesn't sound like Peter singing it. No, it, that reminds me like the first album where you, mm. re- you had to tell me that it was Peter Gabriel singing. Yeah. You'd never have got it. No. Um, I think this sounds a lot more like a later Genesis track, musically, than some of the other tracks on this album, some of the other demos. In fact, this is probably my favourite track on this CD. There had to be one. There had to be one. Um, apart from the tracks that have been released before, so, you know, in the beginning and all those that, that I liked anyway. I think this is probably my favourite one, but again, it's a demo, so it probably would have sounded different if they'd recorded it. See him digging, see him weeding Every single day of the year Coffee at 11, 4.30 tea His security is built on routine But inside his mind there's a lot going on Planning the world, but it just don't do no good I say, what's the use? So Hair on the Arms and Legs came after that, um, and that good vocals from Peter, nothing else about the track is worth no. mentioning. Um, harmonies again. Sounds like it would have made a good part of a longer song. Would you? But as a song on its own, it just, it's, meh, it just doesn't go anywhere. No, I wasn't. Again, I, I know you said you liked the last track, mm. but I haven't found a single track of here <laughs> to listen to more than wow. once. In fact, once was enough. Mm. Yeah. They are demos, like I say. It's... Yeah, but I mean, you know, as I was saying, you know, the band has a reputation at this point. Mm. This is not helping it. Uh, well, at the time they recorded this, yeah, but at the not time this was now. released, yeah. 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 It's like yeah. A, a world, fun- well, they are a worldwide band going back mm. and go, this is some crap we recorded 20 years ago. But then you've got to bear in mind that this is the archive. It's a 4CD archive box set. This isn't aimed at your mum who likes Phil Collins' 
but single you've already said Genesis. So you, it's only fans that have bought this it. This will be aimed at you. Mm. But even you aren't enjoying it. Yeah. I enjoyed it from the point of view of it's stuff I've never heard before and that's it. But it's not something you'll listen to again. No. You will probably never this, take the CD out of its case again. No, probably not. So, so, yeah. so what does it achieve, really? Nothing. So now we go on. She is beautiful. Vanity arrived with fame. How she loved to see her name. She is beautiful, very beautiful. Look at her. And she is a model. So she is beautiful though? Yeah, re recorded as The Serpent, which I think is much better lyrically as well. Yeah, I um, love The Serpent. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the music's pretty much exactly the same. So. It is, just rawer in this because yeah. it's a demo. Yeah, and I really like the, the music. I really like the, the tempo and track. Um, I think it's missing the electric guitar, which is great on The Serpent. Yep. Um, and the lyrics are just a bit... They don't mm, quite scan as well, do no, they? No, they're not quite as good, and they're a bit wishy-washy, a bit Teen. teenage yeah. angst. I'm in love. You're breaking sort of up. Yeah. She is beautiful, look at her. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, I'm not keen on that. Um, I could imagine this being a hit single at the time, though. Really? Yeah, because it seems like the sort of wishy-washy pop song lyrics that would make it into the charts. But I'm glad they re-recorded it as a serpent, because I think serpent's a fantastic track. With you on that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so stand out um, on that album. Definitely, definitely. Shipping Dalmatian out into the street. So you laugh but cry when it comes to bite your feet. You say it's fun to live where there's always take and no give. Don't you see that where you're living is a world of sin? Try a little sadness, baby. Try a little sadness, baby. Then moving to try a little sadness, which you know, no thanks. Rather not try a little yeah, sadness I, if I, that's what it's like. That was that was not little enough. No. Sadness. I mean, they're clearly trying to be something they're not with that track, and yeah, I'd yeah. say no thanks. No. I'd rather not. Was this at the point where they were trying to find a new direction for the band? I don't know. I think this this is probably stuff that predated them recording from Genesis to Revelation. I think this is probably so. This is when they were still in their songwriter yeah. phase. Yeah, before they decided. Well, they were going to be a band. Yeah. Mm. Pretty much, so they're just trying things. So you can see point of view. Which the next track, which is Patricia, which is basically they re-recorded it as in hiding. Revelations, and that's interesting because you can see where they went to develop the track. Right. I didn't really like In Hiding anyway, so I'm it's not really that keen on this now. track. And it's a nice little curio, and I'm glad they put it at the end because it kind of plays out the, that well. And it's the earliest track on the album. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a little instrumental demo of In Hiding, basically. It's okay. Right. So we've done the whole of this CD. That's the whole pack of now. That those four CDs. So what do you think of that as a package? No, I wouldn't have bought it. No. No. Not even for the Lamb Live. No. Not even for CD3 with all those live tracks on. No. Yeah. No, I really wouldn't. I'd have preferred a standalone live album, mm -hmm. um, not from the Lamb, mm -hmm. because as we said, 
you either listen to the lamb or you don't. You've yeah. got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. The live version, you've got to listen to the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of time to put aside. I'd rather have had a standalone live album. Yeah. The third CD with the live tracks, they were great. Mm-hmm. I'd have rather they'd been just one live album. Yeah. Fourth, I don't know why <laughs> they included this apart from as a curio. Yeah. Um, but even then, as I've said previously in this, you know, like, you get all these CDs now where they release the demo tracks yeah. and I think they diminish from the album mm. to a certain extent because you know you go oh, I really love that track mm. and then they've got the demo on and you listen to that and you kind of always have that in your mind now yeah. when you listen to the original and it, I think it takes away from listening to the music I certainly think on the fourth CD the demos that are on there are kind of pointless Yeah, the tracks that were never released before are much more interesting to me as a fan because I can get to hear tracks I've never heard before yeah even if most of them are pretty ropey mm. at best. It's like going to see the Mona Lisa. Mm. Um, would it be more impressive if you saw the beer mat sketches that predated it aside? Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't. You well, all right? You probably would get a lot of money for the beer mat well, sketches, yeah. but yes. you get my drift. You, know, yeah. you don't need to see those. You mm. need to just hear the final thing. Yeah. And when you've got some of these, um, as we said, some of the some of the uh, demos. Where the lyrics are different or mm-hmm. different interpretations can be interesting. Yeah. But some of them that never then progressed onto better sounds mm. are not interesting to listen to yeah. because they never did get good enough to listen to. No. So so you wouldn't be bothered if this had never been released then? Not even slightly. No. no. There was nothing on here I needed to hear. Yeah. That's why kind of we're doing this as a special episode rather than incorporating into the general run. This is a little bookend of the Pete Gabriel era. Doesn't really represent that era very well. No, I don't think it's a fair representation. I think the li- as a fan, I think the live tracks make this box set worth buying. If they'd just released three CDs of unreleased live tracks, that would have done me for a fan because I love, yeah. love to hear them. Yeah. Um, and I think the extra, the fourth CD with the demos on is a curio. But like you say, I'm never listening. Mm-hmm. I listen to them every so often. I've listened to them more in the last month to review them than I have done for the last ten years. Yeah. Once we move on to Trick of the Tail, I probably won't listen to this CD. So putting it back to you. Yes. Now you've heard this mm. as a fan. Mm-hmm. Would you have bought this? Yes, I still would have bought it because I'm a fan. A completist. Mm, so. Good to know. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. So, shall we drink up and head off? I think I can hear the bellow out to ring. Well, you can head off. I need help because you nicked my sticks. Oh, gentlemen, please. Oh, were they your sticks? They were my... I thought that fire was burning very well. No wonder it's so hot in here. They were plastic. Uh feeling a bit faint. I think it's the fumes. Oh, God. Phil? Sorry, man. Really sorry, man. There's people out there. Really sorry, everybody. I wasn't paying attention to what they were saying. (laughs) I met your will. I met your will.